episode of the drawing room experts this is me zabe and um i can see why some of the um, listeners who are not really uh, fond of the premier league would feel game okay, in the past few weeks i've been spamming them with premier league updates where um i could see some people wouldn't care about that at all especially the ones um who don't really care about the uh, the sport at all so um but we're 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 done with that now at least until the next season begins so i'm glad that you guys um uh, you know um were patient with me there um it's been interesting it's been interesting um doing those episodes because um i wanted to talk football for forever as long as i can remember actually so it was nice to do that on the podcast and you know have friends over and uh um the last episode with my brothers uh was pretty good as well it was um it was fun having that discussion um but yeah like i said and i um mentioned that in a couple of episodes before as well that we're moving past that now and talking about some some other things that are in my head and um it's basically um um whatever that i'm thinking of um thinking about um i try and discuss that in the podcast and the episodes and um the idea is to to um you know get that out of the way and and actually um organize my thoughts in a manner that you know I can I can talk through them and and see how they sound actually because I've been thinking about these things but I think it's a different ball game altogether when I start talking about them um a lot of people ask how I prepare for these um honestly not a huge effort a lot of effort goes behind the scenes in preparing for this uh any topic that i discuss um um uh, partly because i want it to be very natural um and also whatever i'm talking about is something that i've been thinking about or i've been reading about or i've heard about so something anything that is in my head and any any um um anything that's close to to my mind you know that's that's what i'm talking about mostly so it doesn't really require um a ton of practice or you know planning i would say right um what it does require is is me digging deep down and and um uh working through some of the skill sets that i learned over over the course of years um when i was studying um i think a level skandar i i used to be uh, so good at writing essays that was one of my favorite things to do i would just pick up any topic uh, i still remember my uh, english jo class hoti thi peers hote the wo usme art you know um uh, i don't remember the name of the the teacher but um he used to he used to walk in and give these random topics um and he would ask that we spend maybe 15 20 minutes thinking about what this topic is about maybe do a little bit of research here and there and then just write about what the, uh uh write uh keeping uh, the essay format in mind so usme through that exercise i learned how to really contemplate my thoughts and plan and write it down 
and I used to really research and think about stuff uh, in a more detailed manner. I would say, okay, let's say if it's a, if it's a, an objective discussion, just may negative and positive points, I would go through each of them. And it's extent if I'm talking about uh, pro anything, um, um, people would assume that I'm actually pro that. Or if I'm, um, you know, discussing uh, anti-whatever, you know, um, I would come across as if I really mean it. But that wouldn't be the case because I'm usually doing that just to bring all the points to the table. I think that's a very, that's one of my favorite things to do is to just bring it out all in the open and then just have an objective analysis on whatever the topic is. So uh, that's how I do it. Actually, whatever I'm, I'm thinking about, I just write it down and say, okay, this is what I want to talk about. These are the areas I want to cover. So I just you know, bullet point them. Um, and, and yeah, and just elaborate on that. So um, today's discussion would be, um, would be a two-parter, I would say, because I want to walk you guys through how my mind works and how uh what what did i mean when i say that when i'm discussing a a, a particular aspect um uh, of a topic um i go really to the ends of the earth to make sure that i'm um you know uh bringing out all the points that support that particular aspect um even to a point that it gives the other party the indication or the idea that i'm probably that's my real um, you know, my real assessment, but, um, it may not be. So, our topic is, is, um, is about Imran Khan. Now, I know we've done a bunch of political episodes. We, we talked about like the sugar crisis, the last one I remember, and then the COVID, you know, re, uh, response. Uh, we talked about Imran Khan's one year in government last year. It was probably one of our first episodes. Um, and we tend to have political discussion uh, in and around. But today, I really wanted to talk about Imran Khan, the man and the politician, the prime minister, and um, and and really talk about what are the problems that Imran Khan has and why would people have issues with him and why would I have issues with him, right? So, why would that be, Imran Khan would be an issue or is an issue um, those are the you know areas that I want to discuss um, and I said that it's going to be a two-part discussion uh, mainly because I want to have you know in defense of Imran Khan episode as well so anyone who's pro Imran Khan and listens to this and really gets pissed off hey guys you gotta you gotta be patient with me and uh, hopefully in the next part when I uh, speak about the the other half you know, that will probably give you guys some solace. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's just get, like, let's just dive into it, I would say. Um, Imran Khan has always been um, this this person who's always been on the horizon. I would say, okay, you know, I, the first time I remember hearing about him was um, in 2001 or two, something like that, when Musharraf was in power and, and I heard him for the first time, I think he was giving some sort of a speech in the National Assembly. And um, I saw him first, and I think he was uh, constantly appearing on television shows and, you know, 
talk shows talking about his point of view and one of the biggest point of views that he had at the time that was pretty controversial was his take on the Taliban and extremism and uh I can I remember I I used to have a very strong objection to that but over the years I've learned to accept where he's coming from I may not still agree with him but I wouldn't call him Taliban Khan that would that would that would be a stretch um but um but I but that was my first I would say interaction with uh, with Imran Khan I was never you know in a f- I didn't ever fantasize him from a perspective of like he's this world cup winner bigger than any cricketer in our history larger than life character all of that I got to learn later in life you know I didn't really care about that much and still don't actually I mean he won us the world cup but great you know so did other uh cricketers for their other countries too so there's nothing something unique but I do I do get why there's so much fanaticism and um you know craze that goes behind supporting him and a lot of his supporters um so that was that was kind of my first interaction with the guy um and then he's always been on the cusp of like is he going to make it is he not going to make it he was too good to be true i would say in the start of his at least when i started listening to him he was too good to be true in terms of like his 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 opinions on certain matters were were very controversial not controversial because they were you know classically controversial but controversial because they were not the norm like his uh, his take on like i said the whole war and terror situation his take was fairly controversial because it was not the normal um opinion at the time um his take on on how politics should be considered uh, conducted um it was also controversial because he was too i would say idealistic and um that was his biggest criticism at the time that he would he would come out with these you know idealistic statements pretty you know uh dreamlandish uh about how politics should be considered about these ethics and moralities of a politicians uh of of a politician where you know we were living in a country where that was not the case at all people did not have political or ethical or moral expectations of our political leaders and that was unfortunate so i i i i get why he was doing that because it really separated him from the curve but what he did uh, while he was doing that is really created his own uh, like a wall around himself he boxed himself in a corner where all of his statements became almost like a political charter of his party it became a political uh point of view and he used to identify by uh you know with that and a lot of people you know identified with that too um so um and i remember a lot of these these young uh, politicians like jibran nasir and and the likes you know were initially on his platform they they liked what they hear uh, they heard and uh, it was pretty radical at the time but it was it was the right noise if you like so um i voted for him in 2013 and i still remember that you know the pinnacle moment where uh where he became big that huge jalsa in 2011 i believe yeah in lahore um was it lahore 
Oka, I think it was Lahore, yeah. So his his big big uh, rally in Lahore that really turned things around for him because before then, er, and nobody thought that he could win elections because he didn't have uh, the, the electables or support to do so. But that that rally, which saw thousands of people, you know, coming out to listen to him, that really you know ruffled a few feathers, right? That okay, so this guy might be ruined. And I still remember that day, and it was a very hopeful, very uplifting speech, and I was on board. I was on the bandwagon um, on that day. Like I said, not really too worried about his history before politics, um, but more of what he was saying, and it was um, a stance, an idealistic stance that I identify with. Um, and one of the things that really separated him from the rest was that he's an, an alternative he's a third party alternative he's the the guy in the middle he's the guy when in in a world where you have the likes of people's party and you know muslim league nawaz taking turns becoming prime minister one after the other this was the third option because those two obviously didn't work so he was this he was he touted himself as the third party uh, and rightfully so um, he touted himself as being youth focused, that he wanted to give youth an opportunity. He kept talking about, I mean, which is, n- people always wonder, why did youth identify with with Imran Khan? Some of the ages, age groups that identify with him or support him don't even watch cricket or not or were not even born at the time when Pakistan won that 92 World Cup. So they're not really fans from that age. And, 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 and to be honest, Imran Khan pretty late, you know, lived a pretty low-key life after he won the World Cup. He was working on his on his um on his hospital. Um so that argument that, you know, he has a lot of young quote unquote fans because, you know, he used to play cricket and he was this hothrope and he won the he, he won the World Cup. So I think that's not the case. But the reason why he uh, a lot of young people identified with him was um that he had because he 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 recognized that there's a youth, there's a booming youth population in this country, in Pakistan. And he he wanted to tap into that. He wanted to identify and basically say, hey, I hear you guys out. I know you guys exist. And um, I want to be able to you know, be your voice when you have these uh, old politicians, classic politicians who don't really give a shit about you. So... Um, that really gave him the spotlight amongst the the youth voters, um, and 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 like I mentioned, I got on board partly because of that as well. So his his biggest, I would say, um, or, or I would say first issue with with Imran Khan, first problem with Imran Khan, is a question: Is he really youth focused? I don't know. I really don't know. And again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of this is me judging him against his own word. I'm not creating this whole utopia and then I want to judge him against that. It, these are his own statements and his own uh, political ambitions and his political beliefs that I'm, you know, I, uh, basically putting him up against. So is he really youth-focused? I, I don't think so. Because... A lot of the people that he has up on in leadership positions, ruling the country, running the country, uh, currently are not 
really young generations people uh people who are from the younger generation people who identify with the the issues of the youth i mean just give the whole id minister shit that we saw the whole banning of youtube that we're hearing and games you know pubg and all of that is a testament to that because if there was a youthful uh, exuberance around him um making these decisions that wouldn't be the case in my opinion so is he youth focused probably not that's a that's a huge issue because that's one of the reasons why i supported him that's one of the reason why i voted for him in 2013 um in is he a and then also is he really a third party um yes technically yes you can say that he's a third alternative to ppp and and um and the likes but my question there is that if he's going to surround himself with people who used to work and associate themselves with the classic two-party um you know leaderships that we had before pdi uh came into the forefront then it's not technically a third party it's basically the same party it's same party with a different name right if you have the shah mahmood qureshis of this world if you have the fawad chaudhrys of this world if you have um you know um ashikawan of this world all of these folks um in powerful good position like prominent positions in the party then one would argue that this is not a third party actually this is the same party but just with different uh with a different stamp on it a different name on it i mean i was just reading somewhere i think it's 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 well known i, I don't i wouldn't even argue with this fact that a lot of his is uh, his cabinet and bureaucracy is pretty much um pretty much the same uh that used to work before in different governments and uh, um that wouldn't really i mean there's the whole argument of that you know the guy at the top the don at the top you know it goes only to so far right you need to at some point really have like transcend that don from the top towards bureaucracy towards ministries right and that we're not seeing um predominantly um and then also one of the things that i'm constantly at odds about in my own head is this whole ethical argument of um being a force of change um but then do you change something that is so um embedded with the culture of this country is so it has a lot of uh, baggage uh, around it or do you build from within do you really build you know um um build a change mechanism from within the system so do you change the system or do you um you know just become part of the system and then change it because is pure argument may you know uh you can argue for both these uh these approaches right you can say that if the system is rotten then you need to change it but then in order to change it you need to be part of the system to change it right but then if you're part of the system you're part of the problem right so it's like a vicious circle and and i think imran khan when he started out he was uh part of a group or a voice that um wanted to change this system radically he wanted to just come in and really 
delete everything and say, okay, let's just restart because we're in shit right now. And he wasn't wrong. He still isn't wrong if, if I judge him from that, uh, on that statement. Um, our institutions are crappy. Our uh, bureaucracy is is corrupted. Um, so our systems are, are messed up. Um, but the fact that he identified or surrounded himself with people who are well part of the system, who thrive because of the system that is in place, you know, the like the likes of Jangir Tareen, the likes of Shah um, Mahmood Qureshi, the likes of um, you know all of these big big names around him. They exist because of the system, so they're never going to support you or really work to really transcend or change the system. Because if they had that ability and that willpower, they would have done that in previous governments or as part of previous uh, affiliations. But they didn't do that because they themselves are a product of the system. So they can't. And again, all of these arguments, this is not something new. All of these arguments, one time or the other, Imran Khan has, you know, has has openly discussed or mentioned. Um, so it's it's basically all his arguments up against him. So um, I don't understand this whole ideology of like being the, the third party and hope you know uh, agent of change but then you surround yourself with people who are product of the system that you want to change because if you really were serious about changing things you would surround yourself with people who are ambitious who are you know revolutionary who are you know who were denied by the system and now that they're part of it they want to rip it up and change it but that's not the case you don't see that with Imran Khan and you know you can argue that there's reality check reality around them you know there's uh, this system was has been self-sustaining or arguably self-sustaining uh, the past 70 years so you can't just walk wake up one morning and delete everything and start over again that's just being very naive I understand that argument but like I said, I didn't post this argument originally. This was Imran Khan's argument. So either he says that I was being irrational and emotional at the time, so I was wrong. And he, you know, bees, uh, he becomes very blunt about it. Or he does what he, he promised. Because if he's going to say the contrary or do the contrary now, I would question that why you even go... Uh, senses initially right because if you can be wrong then then you probably can be wrong now so <laughs> it's a big logical debate started already right so um you see where i'm coming from um but yeah that's that's one of his other issues that you know being this 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 supposed agent of change but then really not changing anything right or not even coming across um another thing that he really really does well um, in in uh, branding himself as is this moral and ethically stand-up guy which you know probably he is right probably he he is that person um, one might argue that you know because he's not no like he's not known to be a corrupt person he's known to be very honest and uh, someone who believes in 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 um, in merit you know um and he's well spoken he's you know he's he's uh, an intellect you know 
intellectual or I would say he's an uh, intelligent person who knows what he's talking about most of the time or some of the time at least um, and you know that might be correct that might be correct that that's the way it is but I think what what we've seen over the past few years especially after he he, he became prime minister that he's again not living up to that moral or ethical high you know grounds that he really um placed himself on um just give you an example his whole address at the united nations last year um in pakistan that was you know almost celebrated as much of you know as much as his victory in the world cup final people loved him what he said and you know he wasn't too wrong he wasn't wrong in what he said he was he was good speech might have been a little um you know on the um short side but um or could have been on the short side but it wasn't it was a longish speech but he wasn't wrong in in whatever he said but one of the things he mentioned was speaking about kashmir and india he was appealing to the third like the uh, as a you know a developing country he was appealing to these the united states the united kingdom you know the frances the europe's of this world and almost you know um begging them that hey i know you guys have awesome relationships with india because it's a huge market you have financial financial interests um your national security interests but you need to put that aside and stand with humanity and stand with the truth and stand with moralities and uh, and really shut down whatever india is doing in kashmir um in isolation amazing i agree with it i couldn't agree with more right but that's the thing more often than not things don't work in isolation um and this is the case here as well it's you can't just say that um and then not really bring a spotlight to what you do imran khan in the same breath that he demands moral high like moral leadership from the world um completely shuts down the possibility of even talking about what china is doing in uh, uh against the uyghurs um he's not even entertaining the idea to speak about it uh, he's been questioned about it a couple of times in tough positions and put in tough positions and he's either said i don't know or has either said that we're dealing with it internally you know we're speaking with uh, the representatives over in china talk about what's going on over there against muslims um but then that's not what you were preaching right you were preaching that you know i know you guys have financial interests i know you guys have national security interests in india but rise above all of that support the needy and um deprived people of kashmir great but are you supporting the needy and deprived uh people in the xinjiang um province are, are you speaking for the uyghurs are you being vocally as vocal about kashmir that you are are you being equally vocal about um um about the uyghurs now some may argue saying that hey listen um it's one thing demanding moral 
you know, leadership from the likes of United States where if they have, if they really walk away from India, it's not going to really make a huge difference or bump in their economy. One may argue that it may, but let's just assume that, okay, fine, I, I agree with that. And Pakistan, you know, has a lot to lose, its own state. I mean, it, its own je- state might be in jeopardy if they walk away from China or at least stand up uh, and, and, and openly talk about the atrocities that they're doing, that, that you know, the Chinese government is doing. Um, if I accept it on then you can't have this whole like phir aap maze nahi le sakte is cheez ke kya morally aur ethically superior hai aap is cheez ke maze nahi le sakte kyunki aisa nahi ho sakta ki aap morally aur ethically superior ke maze lo aap apne aap ko morally aur ethically superior declare karo aur us tarah se apne aap ko foresee karana chaho like people look at you and say oh this guy is a stand up guy is morally and ethically you know uh, um, you know a moral and ethical person but then at the same time jab aapki aapse jo expectation hoti hai aap phir circumstances ka ka sahara lena shuru kar dete hain you can say hey i understand that you know you have political and financial interests in india and i you know i understand how difficult it is for you guys to speak against them i have the same problem with china um but let's find a way to talk about both things without you know injuring the other but you need to accept that you can't say ki yaar main bahut ethically or you know morally upright hoon when um you're not because you're not practicing what what you preach but by the way you know just FYI not speaking about uh, the Uyghurs in China does not mean ki speaking about you know the Kashmiris is wrong no i think both of these got individually dekh sakte ho but i'm talking about the man that is Imran Khan right now and his idea that he's morally and ethically superior to everyone around him then to main us pe us cheez ki basis pe ki baat kar raha hu ki agar aap you're so worried about the plight of the muslims in kashmir and rightfully so you should be then you should show the same concern about all muslims right if you're talking about you know muslims in palestine if you're talking about muslims in kashmir you should talk about muslims in china as well um um another you know ethical model stand jo leta hai ki jab for example something happened while he was in the opposition he would he would doubt that you know western democracies may you know ministers or prime minister would resign when this would happen or when that would happen or this crisis hit them this person resign and this he's always been a fan of like resigning or asking for resignations but we haven't seen that in his government at least right so again another uh, um another example of not practicing what you're preaching um i'm not just saying ke you know uh um you start doing that and you start asking your ministers to resign or you just you know reject the aid from china and really say that oh i don't give a fuck about you china you're what you're doing with muslims in your country is wrong but i'm going to speak about it even if it hurts my country i'm not, i'm still going to speak the truth i'm not saying that you do that what i'm saying is that you don't take us for a ride by suggesting that you're morally and ethically up, upright when you are as much of a politician as much of a person who is only looking after his own interest national interests than the other guy what's the difference between the americans looking after their own interests in terms of dealing with india uh, uh, compared to what imran khan is doing looking after his own interest dealing with china 
तो यू फाइंड अनदर आर्ग्यूमेंट यू डोंट ब्रिंग और यू कॉल आउट यू नो दीज बिग कंट्रीज आर्ग्यूइंग विद दैम ऑन द बेसिस ऑफ मोरलिटीज एंड एथिकली एंड एथिक्स एंड आस्किंग टू डू वट्स राइट राइट सो दैट्स अ बिट रिच कमिंग फ्रॉम इमरान खान दैट्स वॉट आई वुड सेट शीज पोलिटिकली मेच्योर आई थिंक ये सब चीज़ें जो मैं बता रहा हूँ इट्स it's a sign of his political maturity because he has he talks about these 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 uh, utopian ideals but then he doesn't really follow through on them um uh, and i'm not suggesting or talking about his u turns that are that are you know pretty famous in pakistan that he he says one thing and then goes back on them i think u turns ko aapko har u turn to u turn matter karta hai ko ke wo is it a u turn on the issue like if you say ke aaj abhi raat ho rahi hai and then you say din ho raha hai then obviously it's backing off from raat and din but uh, if you say ke ha raat to nahi ho rahi lekin din it abhi suraj nahi nikla hua masalan right so you're not walking away from your original statement you're just tweaking it to make sure ke you are you're evolving yourself right you can you can say i'm evolving So I think a lot of his uh, statements have been uh, evolutionary in nature, as opposed to you know classic U-turns where it's day or night, one eighty degrees on us. So which at least मुझे नहीं लगता कुछ matters में yes there is, but uh, predominantly no. Um, but what I'm talking about in uh, when I when I say political immaturity is his decisions. He makes decisions and then he goes back on those decisions. That shows that either he made a mistake. or he didn't really think it through classic example day one when he had this economic committee that he had and he uh, hired atif mia uh, a renowned uh, economist um to be part of his team atif mia as everyone knows is a, uh, a is an amadi by faith um and even if 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 it was me making that decision i would have 100% foreseen whatever happened when this announcement was made i know ke jaise hi main ye announcement rakhunga aage aage se public ka pressure aayega mullon ka pressure aayega it was like so obvious you can't just say ke oh my god i didn't see this okay let me change my decision now you definitely saw that but it, then you still made that decision and then uske baad you made sure ke your ministers are strong to you know support that decision which they did i remember fawad choudhry being very stern about it and say you know fuck yourself we're going to hire who we think is best without worrying about their faith only to take it back a few days later mark and took it back so either he made a mistake day one or he didn't think it through both of which are example of political immaturities um is tarah ke betahasha example hai ki where he is hired someone and then unhired them or remove them or something like that abhi recently humne dekha the it advisors and you know um and the the health ministry advisor both of them resigned although you know they resigned and they were technically not let go by imran khan but imran khan would have seen this coming because uh, a lot of this you know uh, um you know issue about being foreign nationals and working for governments I I I would be very surprised if Kegar was killed about breaking news thing. I'm sure he knew that because they were coming from abroad so of course then unke unke legal uh khair usme main zarur baat karunga I'll do a separate episode on 
can foreign nationals pakistani work with um, government with, with the pakistani government or any government in general like generally foreign national or uh, dual passport holders can they work with um, with um, with with uh, with pakistani government or any government for that matter um is pe mega detail na baat karunga but but still um for that to have gone down the way it did shows you know some sort of a political immaturity that he wasn't really prepared to see or he didn't see this through or wasn't really strong enough to really fight it off um one thing that i i feel that he's severely lacking in is the you know his team like i mentioned earlier he's surrounded by boomers and no no young person around him really gives him that perspective uh he likes to think that he's young but he's fucking 80 almost 80 so let's just be honest about that he's not he's not 90 like he's this not 90 92 anymore um um but when i say that his team i'm i'm specifically talking about his media team because to be honest and fair with imran khan he's done a few really really good things you know uh not just like um good things that will have just give provision probably long run milegi and nobody will know who 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 did that because his media team is not strong enough to really sell his idea imran khan cannot be on fucking tv all the fucking time talking about his 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 goals and objectives because he's very persuasive i can see you know people why when they listen to him you know, they can be persuaded but he has a shit media team that really does a shit job in being that in my opinion a media person or uh, um you know the head of the media team should be better than in, in, in convincing uh the the opposition the media in general um better than imran khan so he hired someone he he, he should have hired someone who is even better than him in convincing but he has such a poor um you know media team that they re- don't really sell on uh you know they don't really convince the public and it ends up creating a pressure that he he succumbs to right so i think that's a huge immature another you know example of immaturity that he doesn't really surround himself with smart ass people in key positions i'm sure he has smart people around him um but in positions that you know maybe maybe aage ja ke unki importance pata lage but right now they're just hiding somewhere and we don't know about them um another thing like jo maine bhi baat kari thi just is ke par badi briefly ke politics of doing what's right versus staying in power like isme badi ek badi ethical debate hai isme main kabhi arak kabhi aur kisi episode mein padunga and kyunki isme mujhe aur padhna padega and probably have a guest over who's who's an expert in this um pun intended um but um where does the line go right do you do what's right even if it means losing your governance losing your seat and you know your repercussions both extreme honge let's say you're surrounded by you know vultures who are going to rip up this country into pieces and whatever you're doing is 100% blatantly wrong because if you don't do that then you lose your 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 power and your seat to these vultures so what's the ethical or the moral obligations 
moral obligation at at that uh, at that particular stage, right? Imran Khan, if he was not in government, he would choose to say that he would do whatever is right, whatever jais ka meaning jo bhi ho. Because he still, I think, mentions that in his speeches. Okay. ہے بھائی مجھے کوئی مسئلہ نہیں ہے میں اپنی میری زندگی بہت اچھی ہے میں چھوڑ کے یہاں سے نکل بھی جاؤں گا مجھے پرابلم نہیں میں مر نہیں رہا ہی اسٹل ہی اسٹل مینشنس دیٹ یو نو ٹاکس اباؤٹ دیٹ سو ہی ووڈ بی بلائز ٹو سی پالیٹکس آف ڈوئنگ رائٹ سپرسیڈس یو نو دا پالیٹکس آف اسٹیئنگ ان پاور بٹ ایز وی آل نو از ایکشنز یو نو سی ادر وائز ہی ہی کلیئرلی یو نو اگین آپ دونوں چیز کے مزے نہیں لے سکتے آپ مورلی ایتھیکلی اپ رائٹ پرسن بننے کے مزے نہیں لے سکتے ایٹ دا سیم پوائنٹ آپ یہ نہیں کہہ سکتے کہ یار آئی نیڈ ٹو لک ایٹ دا بگ پکچر اینڈ یو نو بی بی اے ریئلسٹ رائٹ ان ان یو نو دا دا جنرل پبلک کانوٹیشن ریئلسٹ اور آئیڈیلسٹ میں مے بی ایک الگ ڈبیٹ ہے کبھی اور اس پہ بات کریں گے بٹ یو کانٹ بی اے ریئلسٹ اینڈ آئیڈیلسٹ ایٹ دا سیم ٹائم یو کانٹ جسٹ سے کہ یار یو نو دس از واٹس ریئل بٹ دین آلسو ہیو دس میسو یو نو یوٹوپین آئیڈیلس دیٹ آئی وانٹ ٹو بی Uh, judged against right or judge other people's uh, people and governments against so um, um, so yeah I mean uh, I know Thorasa Lamba which okay and I've probably gone through in a lot of detail around what what some of, what are some of the issues with Imran Khan because it's not a small issue we're facing this is a um, the future of a country in a man uh, in the hands of a man who is um, confused at best um unprepared uh, at worst um and um to be very honest his his supporters will will listen to this and go absolutely berserk because they're not really capable of handling criticism uh not just about imran khan but probably their own lives as well which is why uh, they haven't really done anything good about them uh, good in in their lives uh, predominantly that was a hit i know low blow but um I am not the one claiming that I'm morally and ethically superior to the others. So <laughs> I'm still going to say what I feel. Um, but his message to supporters would be that don't come and argue with me when I see like Facebook posts and all of that stuff. Um, don't say, don't practice what about ism. I say that Imran Khan has done this, why not do that? ہاں تو پھر اس نے بھی تو نہیں کیا تھا نا نواشت دیٹس جسٹ دیٹس واٹ اباؤٹزم کبھی واٹ اباؤٹزم پہ بھی ڈیٹیل میں بات کروں گا کہ یہ بھی ایک بہت بڑی بیماری ہے بٹ یو کانٹ ہیو اٹ بوتھ ویز یو کانٹ سے کہ ہیز بیٹر دین ہیز لائک ہیز دس دس ایجنٹ آف چینج اینڈ دین وین آئی کوشچن ہم آپ فوراً جا کے کھڑا کر دیں تو کہہ تو یار ایٹ لیسٹ وہ تو نہیں ہے نا یہ ہاں دیٹس اے لو بار ان یور اون ورڈ دیٹس اے لو بار تو وائی آر وی کمپیرنگ ہم اگینسٹ اے لو بار when he himself has set up these massive bars when he was comparing the same you know useless politicians that were before him so this argument of like talking about ke yaar wo pehle kya you know imran khan ki koi galti bayan kare to kisi aur ki galti utha ke le aate hain it doesn't really make sense two of those two wrongs don't make a right right so you got you have to objectively you know discuss these things in isolation uske insaan ke bare mein and then like you can't you, you can disagree with both imran khan and nawaz sharif that doesn't mean ke aap uh, yeah, you know you're you're um that that is still you know something that you can do you can disagree with imran khan and nawaz sharif at the same time political binary 
بائنری پولیٹیکل جو تھنکنگ ہوتی ہے اس پہ بھی کبھی بات کروں گا میں کہ یار اب میں نے ریڈ ٹیم جوائن کر لیا تو اب ریڈ ٹیم جو بھی کرے گی مجھے اس کو سپورٹ کرنا پڑے گا کیونکہ آئی ایم پولیٹیکلی ویسی ویری بائنری مائنڈیڈ پرسن جس میں بس زیروز اینڈ ونز ہیں اس میں کوئی مڈل ایریا نہیں ہے جہاں پر میں دونوں چیزیں کر سکتا ہوں آئی کین سب پی ایم آر خان سپورٹر بٹ آلسو از فیس از کرٹکٹ سو واٹس نیکسٹ واٹس نیکسٹ فار عمران خان آئی تھنک ون آف دی تھنگز دیٹ یو نو ہی ریئلی نیڈس ٹو ورک آن سم تھنگ دیٹ آئی ول اینڈ دس پوڈ کاسٹ وتھ از ہز ابلٹی ٹو پک اپ سکسیسز آئی ڈونٹ سی واٹ ہیپنز آفٹر عمران خان گوز آئی ڈونٹ سی واٹ ہیپنز آفٹر اف اف عمران خان ونز این ادر گورنمنٹ ان دا نیکسٹ الیکشن شیورلی ہی کانٹ بی پرائم منسٹر اگین آئی مین شیورلی رائٹ ہی نیڈس ٹو ریئلی پنگ سم ون نیو بیکاز اف ہی از گن بی پرائم منسٹر اگین دین ہی از لیونگ اے ہیوج گیپ بٹوین ہم ون ایور ہی لیوز and uh, whenever his party you know wins the election again because uh, i don't see anyone who's who he has been grooming who he thinks would be his perfect replacement or close to it at least um and he should know that if he's this third party of change if he's this agent of change he has the fate of this country in his in his hands and one of the things that he can do in addition to what he is doing or trying to do um is really give people a plan of who's going to lead this country the next 15 20 years that's the sign i in i in my opinion that's the sign of a true leader um so unless he does that um i don't i don't see you know much much hope in 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 his leadership um uh, strictly you know considering what i've just talked about over the past 45 minutes or so um But yeah, that's my, those are my problems with Imran Khan. And um, I'll join you guys again with, um, uh, in defense of Imran Khan, probably sometime in the future, I'll, I'll record that episode and share my feelings there with you guys as well. So before any of the pro PTI, pro Imran Khan supporters lose their shit, they should know that uh, I'm going to make it up to them or try to make it up to them in just a little bit. Um, I don't think it's probably going to be as brutally in support of Imran Khan as this was in against but I'm gonna be fair um, or at least try to be fair um, well yeah with that take care guys um, we're back to boring discussions now that the Premier League is taking a break but um, hope you guys enjoy this one thank you so much cheers that's it for our show the content on our episode is a collective effort by the resident drug rumors that is myself zaib sahir farooq zan and naveed our theme music is courtesy Temur salamdeen aka muru a highly rated and extremely talented pakistani singer songwriter and youtuber to check his work please follow and subscribe to our podcast on spotify podbean youtube google and apple podcast You can also leave comments and connect with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash drunkrumors. Until next time, take care.